Hello, friends, and welcome to the 100th episode of The Alchemist Club. Did you get the soundboard? Do we have the... No, I Damn. do not have... You, I mean, you, you can do the mouth noises, exactly, and that <laughs> will suffice. That, um, that's better, right? I'm going to clip that out and just, like, amplify it until it blows out speakers. You'd think in 100 episodes <laughs> we'd add some, like, audio... Sound effects? Yeah, Alchemist and... Club. They don't come for the sound quality. <laughs> fair. Um, very fair. I legitimately cannot believe that we have managed to accomplish 100 episodes of podcast recording. So, um, congrats to us, I su- suppose. Yeah, guys. We did everybody. a thing. And congrats to you for dealing with us for yeah. I feel like most of that credit is, is on you. <laughs> that, yes, I suppose. Let's. I'm Joe, your your long suffering dungeon master. <laughs> Please get me out. We Joining have... me today in my prison. <laughs> we won't have an Alchemist Club Patreon. We'll just have a a, a, a Joe relief fund. Yeah, a GoFundMe. <laughs> Please save Joe. Yeah, please save our DM. <laughs> bust, bust Joe out of Once DM the quarter jail. swinged at the uh, state asylum. Yeah. Something with a nice, you know, view out the windows. <laughs> the bars are only a half an inch thick in that room. <laughs> uh, anyway. The Alchemist Club. Here we are. Episode 100. I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master for this thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me today, we have, as always, Daniel, playing Chet Fleek. K-Hall, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarajax. Before we get into a recap, we do have a piece of fan mail today. Oh, boy. Uh, from our... Our 100th fan letter. No, just... No, a fan letter for our 100th episode. Yeah. It's probably like our 12th fan letter um, from our, our good friend Bernadette, who has written in before. Um, she says, happy 100th episode. Because of the timey-wimey relationship. Hmm? How did she know? <laughs> well, Dark sorcery. Because she's our good friend. Um, because of There's the timey-wimey relationship crew. between the recording and posting of the podcast, I just recently heard your responses to my first two emails. <laughs> I appreciate your efforts to jump to my defense against an unprovoked lightning attack, and I was amused <laughs> by the different rationales given by Zach and Matthew for defending me. I assume Matt was having exploding kittens flashbacks. Um, <laughs> dear audience, yeah. in case you were con- confused, Bernadette happens to be a close, real-life friend of ours, and so... <laughs> Um, we we have, you know, history with games and such. Anyway, totally unrelated, says Bernadette, but what type of judicial, assistant, judicial system exists within the world of the podcast? Any statute of limitations? Can one be compensated for emotional distress? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's a great fucking question. Yes. Oh, man. Anyway, well, I really am enjoying hey, the podcast. Congrats I would on say, the episodes. I would say that the clock starts when the episode is posted. I don't care if you listen to it five years from now. If if that's beyond the the five year posting, then you're it, you're up. No, you're we're up not talking about emotional trauma from the episodes. We're talking about like in the realm, in in the story world. Yes. Oh, it sounded like she was saying from <laughs> listening to the episodes. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, 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 that's that's a fair assumption though. Well, who would we even <laughs> sue? We'd be suing each other, right? Or yeah. we'd be suing people that we'd killed or in prison. So, take our case, even you know. So like... I think to answer this one, the best way we're going to have to do this is break it down regionally. So let's start with bird law. <laughs> Charlie Kelly, bird this attorney is gonna here. It's going to take forever. <laughs> uh, you know what? We're canceling the 100th episode. It's just going to be talking about <laughs> the judiciary kidding, system in each region. The 100th region. episode special <laughs> is law. Yeah. Clearly, if you stuck with us for 100 episodes, this isn't going to drive <laughs> you away. Give the yeah, people yeah, what yeah. they want. Buckle up. Give the people <laughs> what one person wants. <laughs> Uh, so we find our compatriots sitting on a beach discussing law for some reason. 
One of them is doing logic puzzles. The other is uh, practicing uh, reading comprehension. The other two are in a fierce debate while the fifth judges. So, I mean, we saw a little bit of bird law, didn't we? Like, there's a... There's like an elder and presumably there's some sort of exile system and they don't pay taxes. We know that much. So they don't need an IRS. I believe the Arakakra employ a system of magistrates. Yes. In, in the areas of Cloudtop and others. Uh, very briefly, very, 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 very briefly. Um, Jux also has a system of magistrates all appointed by the the emperor and his minister of law. Um, so that tends to be, you know, tra- cases are heard by magistrates. You can bring up complaints to the magistrates, etc. cetera. Uh, Aldrax has a sort of like, uh, everything is decided by the, the royal family. Like the monarch is the supreme judge and source of law in the land. And so things can kind of change on a whim. Um, Oof. Basically, of, North Korea. A lot of corruption in Aldrax. Um, I Dwarven. The Dwarven judicial system is very complicated, and tends to involve a lot of letter writing. And I'm not like we're just gonna breeze right over that. You just see somebody write an P like on their <laughs> the, the the person they don't like the door, and it's like oh <laughs> letter writing. <laughs> Tech on it, Christopher. <laughs> um, lots of character witnesses in in dwarven trials. Uh, elves tend not to like. That's not really a thing. If there's a dispute, it tends to come up to a council, and things they get just silently out. judge each other for centuries. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. Too. That everybody that assumes too. that for sure. Um. And what, who am I missing? The Orcish tribes, uh, everything tends to end up as trial by combat, as you have personally experienced. Um, mm-hmm. Braca Irontooth no. is, of course, working to change this. We are well-versed vo- in, in Orc law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we're technically Orc lawyers now. Like, we've been yeah, appointed. We, oh, we my God. the Orc bar. We do our, our <laughs> yeah, we did cover. pass the Orc bar, which yeah. is a large iron bar that swung at your head. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You forgot the rule of the sea. Nobody saw anything, or unless you want it to happen to you, too. <laughs> I imagine the sea is kind of like Vegas. You know, it, it. You know what happens out in the sea stays in the sea. Yeah. I mean, pirates Pirates on the Eversea are mostly preying on caravans that are moving to and from the abbey or across the sea itself, which tend to pass it's, through the abbey anyway. It's a, it's a lawless, landless area. It's a waste sea. I imagine Gnomish Law involves a lot of sub-councils. Yeah. Yes. Nested sub-councils and administrators. Sub-councils, rule books, interpretations of the rule books, annotations to the interpretations of the rule books. And groups. You think that there's, like, some, you know, indivisible particle, like a nucleus at the base of the Gnomish system, but no, if you split that, there are more committees inside. (laughs) Primary sources, secondary sources, ancillary sources, scientific sources, ancillary to the secondary sources. Mm-hmm. He's discussing the effectiveness of committees. Yep. And and all along the way, there there's like a there's a mathematic I think kind of weight to all the sources as well. They've perfected law. The gnomes truly have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dragonborn probably of like a tribal council kind of thing the the dragonborn claves tend to be small enough that if you have an issue everybody knows about it yeah you just you just beat them up i mean sometimes if it <laughs> warrants beating them up are we missing anything? that's everyone I, we've covered uh, all of oh, the major... uh the true church what's the what's the legal practice you're not giving any church. of that out of me damn it nice try <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently there needs to be a justice system among the gods as well at this point, it sounds like. So. Yeah, I'll tell oh, yeah, them. no, we're, yeah. we're going to... Yeah, who's going to tell them that? Uh, we are. We're going we're gonna to read them the, the Hague, like, war crime persecution. We're going to be but, like, hey. Funny thing, uh, God of Laws probably in uh, the vault. 
right? Probably getting his god juice sucked out. So yeah, sucked out. Yeah, he is so, getting juiced. Yeah, but that just means that we get to write the laws instead. How? Does it? Is that what that means? I don't think that is. Yep. And there's there's bound to be more than one legal god too. They're like that's true. There would be like a depending a on their session yeah. of them. Yeah. The, well, I'm saying depending on their um, their moral leanings. Okay. So we rescue the god of bird law from the vault. Is he? Is he? What? Is he neutral? Is he lawful neutral? Lawful good? Lawful evil? Well, He's all I know is that the god of justice would be blind. So, you know. Okay. But Great. Is that Put lawful, it into that. Lawful? Moving on. Yeah. Is that lawful? Lawful? <laughs> is that awful? Lawful? I mean. <laughs> Then we then we start getting into like the outer realms of the legal God, gods where we're talking God about lawful, lawful, lawful. Okay, no. okay. All right, I'll <laughs> stop. This, this has gone on far, far enough. I thought I'd put it into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll I'll close out by saying that the ultimate arbiter of law in all of these instances is me. Is you? Yeah. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, Bernadette. No, we didn't get to emotional trauma. Can oh that be no, that's right. that's right. We didn't. We didn't talk about emo compensation <laughs> no, for emotional trauma. No, I didn't distress. actually keep going. We didn't answer the question. We didn't also. We also didn't talk about statute of limitations because I would like to know: Is there a statute of limitation for treason and jux? No, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there isn't. <laughs> it's kind of a serious crime. <laughs> With crimes, there generally isn't a statute of limitations. Now, whether or not there are double jeopardy rules, like if you can be tried for treason or the same instance of treason more than once, I would like to know. Okay. I would assume in Jux, n no, there there is only there's one shot, and then in Aldrax, it's basically we could have the same trial every week until the jury finds guilty. <laughs> They'll just keep trying until you're guilty. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. I'm very sorry to have made the joke. I thought we were out. Nope. <laughs> So I'm, I don't know that I personally am qualified enough about law to address some of these things. I wish that I could be compensated for the emotional distress perpetrated on me by my players. <laughs> but um, if our beloved audience is interested, perhaps as a bonus episode, Daniel and I can sit down and hash out you know, <laughs> legal systems in depth yeah. for, the, for the, the lot of you. We'll be your D and D legal aid society. We'll we'll uh, help you state a claim if you have. That'll one. be like a, a tier list of our uh, yeah. of our GoFundMe, our our DM relief fund. So, uh, thank you for writing in, Bernadette. Congratulations on being the 100th episode fan letter, um, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Whew. So, okay, that's our mailbox cleared out all all one letter um who wants to give a recap of what happened last time on the alchemist club we got the items that we were looking for yes and then we tried to backtrack up the stairs the way we came and we ended up somewhere but i'm forgetting exactly where it wasn't we didn't go back to Alistair Vampire's house. Vosmus. Thank you. <laughs> also, Alistair and uh, the Lich both are trying to use our blood to uh, get into the Prime, human realm. Yeah, yeah planetary yeah. realm whenever they want. So, I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure nothing will come of that. No, of course not. And I, I you know... I sincerely doubt that we'll be blamed for it or get involved in the fallout at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, no one ever blames us for anything. No, and we never do wrong. Never. We're perfect. <laughs> yet we, yet we still offered ourselves like, oh, if we run into you on the plane, yeah. you know, on our plane, just you know, hit us up for a job. I'm sure it'll work out to your benefit again. <laughs> so. I'd also like to point out just. For my own amusement, <clears throat> every time you guys run into NPCs and they do something that you don't like, you're like, we're never trusting again. Never. And then a literal lich and a vampire were like, can we just have gobs of blood from you? Look! Look, all right. I, I'm <laughs> putting my foot down here. 
I have been silent for too long. Alistair Vosmos is a good guy. There's a very short list of people on this hellscape continent that like us and are friendly to us and are hospitable to us and invite us into their homes to drink their liqueurs and sleep in their beds. Alistair Vosmos is a good person. <laughs> Alistair Vosmos well, was, was scared. He was scared what? that Lottie would retaliate if he interfered in our mission, didn't just make us fucking slaves from the get-go. Yeah. That's... He's not so nice. Like, he, he, he... That was self-serving. And, yes. and self-serving, but also it, uh, safe. I mean... Nah, he's a, he was a nice guy. We're also fixing... We, we, we were fixing a problem that was impacting him as well. Like, the yeah. rip and, like... It was not like it was, yeah, yeah, he did not go out of his way. I think this galaxy would with... be a better place if everybody helped each other. <laughs> that was the best possible, possible way. The next could... area was not there before they did their ritual. Correct? They they did not have that door open, correct? Uh... Well, their ritual, like, yeah, we went down like a random trap door in a back room. Well, no, we, we cut off the the area that was that had the hatchling scale in it and in return we had the other door open but to my knowledge we did not know that the doorway to move forward already existed yeah i don't know that that didn't exist or at least was not talked about as if it currently existed yes that was so, withheld yeah you know and i think that was also just a quirk of the you know the timey-wimey madness the the dimensional uh tomfoolery uh, shit that was going on yeah so like that that trap door no longer it actually leads to a fucking cellar now yeah. right. um, and our stairwell is gonna go to who the fuck knows where yeah well, i'm pretty sure well, that's where we're at right, right now the fuck knows yes where. we're it going is. there yes. right now yeah so who remembers where exactly you are at this point in time? i don't it's been it's been a thousand years it's it's been, so much has happened I had a son. He'd be about your age by now. <laughs> Anybody else want to take a stab at it? I am ancient and withered. <laughs> Naturally this time. Yeah. I think we were at the bottom of the stairs or yes. going up the stairwell. I remember we like we found out what was in the next room. I just can't fucking remember. Because it was literally, here's what's in the next room. And we're like, oh, great. And then the episode ended. And that's like yep. two or three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it's been a bit. Then allow me to refresh your memory. Um, I feel like I'm trying to pull answers out of my students and or teeth out of an unwilling <laughs> patient. The experiences are not dissimilar. We just don't. <laughs> yeah. You are, uh, as you ascended the stairs, you found yourselves floating on a platform of crystal suspended in a starry void full of uh, colored nebulae and... Um, sort of uh, space clouds and stars. Okay. Ah, yes. The final frontier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Space. I uh, throw myself off the platform. God. Okay. Uh, you go to step off the platform and find that more crystal is formed under your feet. Oh! There it is. All right. Let's. Um, if I okay. jump instead of merely step, does it create a gap or does it create a contiguous path to it where I land? It creates a gap. Okay. Uh, well, that's fun. And I... I do like a dramatic little jazz hands. Like, ta-da! I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any landmarks or um, things <clears throat> in the distance? There are... If basically, if you if you go to Google Images and not sponsored, yeah, not we're not <laughs> sponsored by Google, uh... though I wish we were. Um, and you you search like nebula or space nebula or nebula or anything like that. Basically, composite all of those pictures in a big panorama all around you. Neat. There's lots of wacky colors and weird cloudy shapes and stars everywhere, and it just looks 
trippy as balls. Oh. I turn to. I don't. Are there oh. stars, or is it strictly this gaseous? No, there are stars. Like, okay. Mm, I uh, turn Desmond. to Desmond, who knows stars. Yeah. <laughs> and I point and I go, "What's that one?" These aren't my stars. Mm hmm. Have you looked? Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. Well, look again. Mm, I look up, close my eyes, open them, close them again, point my head at Terrajux, open my eyes. Nope. Okay. Alrighty then. I'm going to start walking in a random direction in a straight line. Okay. Can, it, can we? Like, a, is the platform I mean, going out? or Okay. As, as Terrajux walks out, um, a little platform of crystal maybe like three feet in diameter is just like constantly under his feet and you can't tell if it's like growing out of itself or crystal is just materializing in where he's about to step or but it's it's consistent i take a copper piece and i throw it out ahead of me such that it would hit the floor plane it drifts off into nothingness oh like there's no no gravity at all uh, not for that copper piece. Neat. I just jump and okay. see. If, yeah. You jump just, and like land straight up in the air. Back on the platform at prime material standard gravity rates. Okay. Did you throw that copper piece straight up? No, I just threw it out ahead of me. I'm gonna throw a copper piece straight up. It floats up and disappears above you. Oh. I would love for um, I'd love for a viewer someday to make a like a tally of how much money we've wasted throwing, <laughs> literally throwing at our problems. Literally throwing into dimensional. Yeah. Like, like every time we need to test something, we're like, I don't know, throw money. Throw at it. Yeah. Oh my God. This is so we can't trust the air and that's, that's got Chad really anxious. Like if I, I if he were to fly up there, there's no guarantee that if there's you. no pull that, or, or even wind resistance that he could, fly back i mean try it we're no I, I can no save you. no i'll save you no trust me chad no <laughs> fly you may be willing to jump into the void but i'm not Ugh. got right. got a short life already not cutting it any shorter all the more it's reason to jump into the void. for tarjux because the void is all around you and yet you can't jump into <laughs> it can't do like, it I'm yeah. I like You're every like, time I'm I bend down in every turn. Drink, drink of the water. I there's the water recedes, and every time I reach up for the fruit, the tree pulls away. It's truly I live a cursed existence. And every time I hit the pump on the ketchup bottle, nothing comes out. <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> okay, uh, so you're suspended in, on a crystal platform in like kind colorized space. Is there anything we see in the distance moving? Or is this all just kind of like... Important all fact, the like... yes. Okay. There is something you see moving in the distance. Uh, a shape far, far away. Uh, so far away, indeed, that you can see stars in between you and the shape moving mm. very slowly across the plane of your vision. Mm. Towards us? It's like a horizon just... of sorts? Not exactly. In any direction? Okay. It's like up and to the right, and it's slowly drifting sort of left. Yeah. What's it shaped like? Incomprehensibly vast. Oh. <laughs> so it's just like the ceiling of a dark cave. No. No, it's very clearly, like, moving. So it's like the moving ceiling of a dark cave. Sure. If that's how you <laughs> want to think about it, absolutely. Nailed it. It's it's like I'm in an underground river in a dark cave. So when I... we look back behind us, we just see the stairs, yep. right? There's a staircase. There's like an archway with a staircase going down suspended in space behind you. Uh, okay. Wait, is staircase going down? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we, we were we trying. Went, we were oh, trying that's to go right, back up. We were trying we to. We were going. We're okay. trying to get out of here now. I f- like, no, I forgot that when we went down the cellar, it actually flipped up. Yeah. At some point, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least it felt like that. 
I would like to fly 60 feet straight up. Okay. You fly 60 feet uh, straight up. Oh. I ascend. And uh, I put my hands on my hips and I look around. A platform of crystal forms under your feet. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I lean over down. the edge and I go, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, Wait, if I so like, <laughs> let's try to try to jump like down in the most frustrated old man voice. I said, "You got yourself up there. You're getting yourself down." <laughs> Tack on a um, rope. I I like crouch down on the crystal platform. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does anything happen? No. And then I'd like reach my hand. Am I able to like touch the edge of it, or does it form a plane? No, you can. Wherever you can I... like reach okay. over the side. Yes. What if I like start to? <laughs> what if I like lay down on the platform and start to like reach more and more of myself over the edge? That seems to <laughs> seems to be working. I uh, I'm gonna get cut in half by this. It's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna form around you. I I just kind of like slide off the platform. <laughs> <laughs> Terrajux suspended 60 feet above you on a platform of crystal flops to his belly and just like rolls off the side <laughs> and hurdles directly past you. Wait. Wait, Featherfall. Well, I mean, I could just fly, but huh. I am flying at the moment. Uh, but like, I can feel gravity affecting me. Yes. And as I reach the plane of everybody else, still in my falling position, no no crystal forms? Nope. I I continue down. Mm-hmm. I want to oh. see where this goes. No. <laughs> no, you <laughs> You thought you could keep the void from me. <laughs> um, I stop about 60 feet below and reorient myself so my feet are down. Crystal forms under your feet. It's, guys, it's your shoes. It's a, it's a foot thing. It's weather sensitive. <laughs> this this dimension has a foot thing. Oh no! Do a handstand. <laughs> Desmond does a handstand. Oh, very impressive. He holds it for like three seconds before falling over. I, I was about to say it's more of a cartwheel. And I I walk around a little bit to make sure that the platforms are working down here. Yep. Is anything different about what he sees down there? Like, nope. is it, is it, okay. Nope. No, it's just like the same starscape, uh, landscape, spacescape. But I'm going to try moving with intent. So instead of just like walking forward, I'm going to kind of lift up a leg like I'm trying to take a step on a staircase. Uh huh. And like, <clears throat> does, it, does it form or do I just like, do I just look stupid? You just look stupid. Well, wouldn't be the first time. Um, it won't be the last. Well, episode 100. Maybe <laughs> this is it. This is the day. This is the day when <laughs> I suddenly become Jack. competent. <laughs> I make, I've got a great start so far. Okay, I, I want to like try to see... like how hey, far. Fall below, Rock, take a T-snap of this. How far below us is Tarjux? 60 feet. Okay. I, I don't think my rope is that long. But... I, I just fly up back up. I... No, more so, I wanted to see if the rope would like go down to you or oh. if it would just disintegrate before. Well, like throw a coin down you. at me. I don't know. Okay. I, yeah, I think I it's, toss... again, I think it's like foot based. Like, <laughs> I drop a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe falls off of the platform and does not stop until it hits the one Terrajux is standing on. Thanks. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. I, I um, put one of Leyland's shoes in my backpack? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm going to uh, crawl over the side and then try to stand on the underneath of it because my latest oh. unarmed movement improvement allows me to move across uh, vertical surfaces and across liquids without falling. So I'm semi-Spider-Man-ish. Hang so on, are you telling me that you're trying bottom. to stand on the bottom of the crystal platform? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Reality sure. is perception. Why not? Absolutely. You walk <laughs> you you have to like slide yourself off the edge to do it. But once you get your feet oriented, yes, you are able to stand on the bottom of the crystal platform. <laughs> okay, all right. 
don't know how this helps, but hey, uh, whichever side we're on, will it'll stand up. So you know. Yeah. All right. It's something. But only on the one plane. So like Ched tries to tries to step upward as though there were there was a wall in front of him. Nothing happens. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. So it's Sorry, on a single. Is this crystal platform like? A, a uniform like flat plane of crystal or does it have an edge that i could stand vertically along and try to walk up it has an edge it's like six inches thick okay okay i uh i use my mastery over flight to return to the uh i'm gonna the ecliptic plane just the the usual one sure yeah uh i come back to the starting surface as well you should be uh, hootie hootie get bootying this place. I, I told yeah. Farrock to take a tea snap. He still hasn't it's given on. me back my bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it it's on. It's recording. Okay. D data has been stored. I double finger pistols because this is the hundredth episode, and I have to do a lot of callbacks really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna walk in the direction of this big lumbering horizon spanning monolith or what? Uh. So. We need to find the orientation of the stairs and just go straight up from there. Because in every place that was not the Duke's manor, or uh, Lord Vosmus's manor, uh, the door was always, or the stairs were always straight across from each other. Okay. But we yeah, don't want to go deeper, right? That tracks. But well, we, we're trying to go back up. Work up out, yeah. Since the last staircase we went, we just left was going up it tracks that the next one we enter should also be going up unless we're in some sort of like hump in the vault. Yeah. Unless it like unsticking itself from Bosmos's place has just gotten it this half lost. But... I'm going to, so there's still a doorway yeah. on the platform, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to walk around to its backside and just make sure there's nothing on the other side. There's nothing on the other side. Okay. So it it does the same right like it. vanishing that all the other yeah. ones do, right? I'd start walking in a straight line. Yep. Straight line away from the stairs in the direction that the stairs pointed. I'm going to drop um, copper pieces as we walk and see if the crystal stays. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, no, that's good. Yep, do that. I'll push um, you back. The crystal <laughs> disappears after it gets like three feet away from anybody's feet. The copper pieces remain floating in place. Ooh, yeah. It's not affected yeah. by gravity. So yeah, we can just drop awesome. stuff and it'll hang out. Cool. Good find. Uh, we're walking here. Is the lumbering form way out away moving closer to us or is it still just moving? I, it is his... so far beyond your frame of reference for like objects in space that you cannot tell. Mm. Cool. Uh, nothing to do but take a little stroll. <clears throat> A little, a little stroll by starlight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. What totally normal. What does it smell like in here? <laughs> That's a good question. That is yeah. a good question. What does it smell like? It smells like, like... an oven self cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. No. Yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's kind of like sweet ozone. Hmm. Mm. What? Like lightning just struck a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So dewy, uh, with a, a brown sugar finish. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I asked Falrock about the crystal because he knows more about geology than I do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can make a history check, see if it's anything at all that I recognize, but I, I doubt it. So. I would also uh, like. My follow would recommend uh, someone hit it with a hammer. Yeah, try and take a piece. Mm -hmm. By all means, make your checks. Uh, well, that is a 13 on the history. This um, appears to be just bog standard quartz. Hmm. Oh, Okay. weird. Uh, and I will tap the edge of it with a hammer. 17 to tap. You tap the edge of it with a hammer, and it emits a pure tone that reverberates throughout the space in which you are standing. Hmm. Ooh. Can we break off a chip? No. You don't seem to be able to damage it, at least in that fashion. All right. Well, let's keep Ooh, on. 
Yeah. I'm strolling. I, I'm keeping my eyes out for a doorway. Okay. <clears throat> so the party begins walking uh, directly away from the staircase, crystal forming up under your feet as you go. Uh, after a little while, you notice that things that are near to you that you assumed were very far away are actually either you're moving a lot faster than you thought you were, or they're actually much closer because like there's a giant cloud of gas that you assumed was quite, quite distant and you are actually moving past it. Ooh, we are actually going to ask if I look back at the staircase, what does that look like? Uh, it, it seems in an appropriate location given the distance you've walked. Oh, okay. So when you say we pass by this gas cloud, like it's off to our left or right. Yes. Um, I place down a uh, gold piece on the pathway. I place down a, a line of gold pieces so we remember which way we're walking. And then I want to um, hop, skip, jump over to this gas cloud. It's like, is it the size of me or is it like, like, is this just a very tiny nebula that I'm standing next to? It's when you, when you approach it, it's roughly the size of like a a mid-sized office building um full of a vibrant uh sort of turquoise blue gas that appears to be swirling in um unseen currents and eddies and oh yeah. you know i gotta i i gotta get in there okay um I tell everyone to uh, haul me out if I start turning unpleasant colors or retching. You know the drill. Um, I step into the swirling currents and I listen. Oh. Before you can, you know, step in. Yeah. You hear a voice <laughs> uh, that says, well, I don't know that I'd do that if I were you. That seems ah, like a mighty whoa. bad decision, friend. And I whirl around. I go, huh. You whirl around and you see hanging in the space uh, sort of behind you is what looks like a football-sized frog. Um, <gasps> but it's kind of like, imagine a frog but cell-shaded. <gasps> it's also upside-down. Falrock, can we keep him? <laughs> hey, I... Hey. I don't have a hat, but I make a motion like I'm doffing a hat anyways, and I uh, give a respectful double, double finger pistols to the denizen of this realm, and I say, well met. It is well met, isn't it? You certainly look well, anyway. I've been okay. It's like, I take a moment, look oh. down at the interdimensional gash in my side, the general, like, bruises and scrapes, and the, like, uh... <laughs> The horrible sensation of missing all my blood and be like, I'm all right. <laughs> well, uh, good. say, are you, do you live here? Is this, uh, what is this? And I gesture at the office building sized cloud without touching it because apparently that's bad. <laughs> what is all of this? <laughs> I have many questions. I'm sorry. I... Hi, what is your name? The... What, what would you like to be called? The frog rotates. 180 degrees so that it's now right side up relative to your frame of reference. Uh, oh, please don't orient yourself on my account. Like, I, <laughs> no, I, I totally understand. Um, and he says, he says, well, I'm a toady. And yes, I suppose I do live here as much as anybody can be said to live anywhere or live at all, really, for any reason. But I digress. Uh, that. Yes. And it points a a four-toed webbed appendage at the the nebula that you're about to step into is a portal to the elemental plane of water. Ooh. That doesn't look like a terrible place to go. It, uh... I... Mr. Toady, um... I've seen a lot of portals in my days. This is, uh... I'm not familiar with this particular model. Well? Uh, is that... Do all... Is are there are these kind all of, like, portals? Hallway? Are we in a dimensional, like, is no, this in between this is, dimensions? This is the final frontier. It is the dimension between dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> the frog, um, 
its neck extends, bringing its head over to Ched without the body actually moving at all. <laughs> oh, no. And then the body like catches up slinky style a moment later. Oh. Basically, Daniel, what's that YouTube channel that you occasionally so- show me with like the bad animation remakes of different things? Um, Jack Stauber? The one that's like really or... creepy and weird and distorted. Oh, the surreal... Surreal um, whatever... Yeah. I imagine that this frog is animated <laughs> in that style. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Um, anyway, uh, it arrives in front of Ched, and I've already forgotten what the question you asked, Richard. <laughs> yeah, are we in a dimension between dimensions? Um, now that's an astute observation, friend. You are, in fact, on the Astral Sea. Oh. Think of it as sort of... If the multiverse is a soup, and all of the different dimensions are little chunks of carrot and bone and meat, then the Astral Sea is the broth that holds it all together. Yum. That's a terrible analogy, and you shouldn't listen to it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well... Toady, uh, can you point us to the correct portal to the prime material? Falrock, let's hold on a minute. We can go literally anywhere. You're only in the soup every now and then. Let's consider the plane of fire. Why would you want to go there? You just burned. Because he's terror jugs. I have a question. What? Can, can you visit different times within the astral plane? <gasps> well, time is kind of a slippery concept, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. I, I want to go yeah. to the elemental plane of mayonnaise. <laughs> You'll Which be walking for quite a while if you want to do that, friend. Oh, okay. Just give me a headache. How, um... <laughs> How do you tell that this is the plane of water? Sorry, it looks almonds. like every other gas cloud here. Well, I've been a resident here for a very long time. All of it, in fact, all of time. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, that would be quite a while. Other question, what's that thing out there? And I point at the infinite lumbering monolith on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his head rotates such that it is upside down now but his body is not oh um it's the bowl and he looks at it and he says oh that's nothing you need to worry about you're far too small to be bothered by something that large or maybe it's the other way around uh, okay uh, uh yeah, yeah. Hmm. If, uh... you know what if if mr toady who's been around since time itself started says i don't need to worry about it i'm gonna Go, assume I don't need to worry about it. So, fair enough. Is that the spoon in the in the <laughs> in the space soup? Chet, he already so. said it was a bad metaphor. <laughs> That's more like the great white shark in your soup bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, shark fin soup. No, not not the, With the fin. rest of the shark still attached. Yes. Now you've got it. Very good. You're a sharp one. Thank you, Toady. Uh, okay, guys, so really quick, I'm just, I'm just gonna float the idea out there. There are other planes besides the material that may have opportunities for us. I just, I just want to, I just want to let that percolate like for a moment. it would be really difficult for us to survive on most other planes. Yep. I'm, ju- I'm just you thinking that there's, any, like... Any of the elements, we're probably gonna die immediately. Well, yeah, also, those aren't ooh. those aren't the fun ones. Also, what about Teliferous? What about Basil and Ivy? What about oh, our yeah. job? What about yeah. Fall Rock and his? Oh, you know, that's right. You know, he still it's has a like wedding to somehow salvage. We know. don't even know how much time has passed on our yep. on the Primateria. Yes. All right. Fine. What if it's like centuries oh. later? Oh, well then it'll it'll be <laughs> fine. Like Amber Amber lives as long as every other dwarf. She'll just be like, took you a while. We'll be like, ah, Fall Rock's in the doghouse. Okay, Toady, we're trying to get back to uh, Aldrax, Prime Material, uh, 
the continent of Aldraxia. Mm, how do, how do we it, navigate? Is there a map? Can we, is there an information kiosk? How do we wait, get around? I, I want to ask the toady if I hypothetically opened and activated my decanter of endless water and shoved it into the portal for the plane of water. Oh. Would I rip a hole? Dear <laughs> God. Well, just hypothetically, <laughs> I believe, and it the frog shrinks down and like circles the decanter a couple of times. Uh, that the decanter of endless water is powered by the elemental plane of water, so all you'd really be doing is opening up a new jacuzzi jet in the bathtub of the sea. I tried. Toady, you have a way with metaphors. Has anybody ever told you that? He snaps his fingers, which you didn't think was possible because he's a frog. (laughs) He's a frog. Um, And he says, no, not a soup. The astral plane is the dial tone of the multiverse. Wait, you don't know what a dial tone is. Disregard that analogy, too. (laughs) The dial tone of the multiverse is a great tagline. That is... That, that should go on our shirt. If nothing else, that's the episode title, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, to my previous question, then. How do we navigate this place if we are trying to find a specific locale to return to? Locale. Locale. Well, that's a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Because there are a lot of ways to get from here to there, but not a lot of ways to get from there to here. Hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can say for certain that you won't be able to get there by walking. Okay. okay. We have to skip. Let's hold really on. Skip. How did we get here in the first place? Uh, the frog becomes infinitely long for a moment. Uh, <laughs> oh lord! One end stretching towards the the staircase you arrived from, the other in the opposite direction as far as you can see. And then it snaps back. It comes back and just says stonks. <laughs> and <laughs> he says, well, it looks like you were originally, uh, you know, moving sort of through dimensions sideways, probably as a result of something to do with the hatchling, I'm going to guess. And that was abruptly disconnected. And what happens when a telephone is disconnected? Dial tone. You still don't know what that means. Disregard what I said. <laughs> and I snap my fingers. I go, dial tone, of course. Farrakh <laughs> kind of strokes his beard and he's like, what if you disconnected this soup? <laughs> I'll have How to would think you about that it? one. What's a plug? <laughs> can you cut soup? With yes, the right kind of scissors, first. you can cut anything. And he turns into a pair of scissors and then back into a frog. Oh, Lord. I want to wield this frog as a sword someday. Uh, Cheshire cat shit. Get us out of here. Give me me more. Put it in my eyeballs. (laughs) Say that out loud. Uh, Right. So how do people get around here, Toadie, if they can't walk and they don't have the ability to turn into an infinitely long, infinitely thin toad strip? Noodle. (laughs) Well, Typically, people navigate the Astral Sea by sailing. <gasps> and I... It's, I'm turning towards Desmond, but then I look at Leyland for some reason. <laughs> I'm sailing. looking at Desmond. <laughs> oh, right. Desmond, sailing. Parajux, quick, fold yourself into a boat. <laughs> I stand. Yeah, I stand on your hips, and I pretend to a pantomime like... All right. I um I, I put my my palms together over my head like I'm doing a swan dive and then I'm laying horizontal and I levitate about a foot into the air. <laughs> all right, all right, Balrock, you gotta be the sails. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not being a part of this unless absolutely necessary. Tony, is this absolutely necessary? Well, I'm. It might take you a little while to get there that way, but. I know we need sail. What is the vehicle for transport for transportation on the astral sea here? A ship. Turn into our boat. Well, it depends on who you ask. Really, 
the Getsurai tend to favor these big old honking astral galleons. You might see them out and about. I would avoid them if I were you. Not terribly nice people, the Getsurai. Um, sort of like floating monasteries that they fly around. Uh, the Githyanki, on the rad. other hand, very much like might, you might see pirate ships from your plane of existence. Thinking- thinking more mind flayer is that like spaceship kind of deal that'd be he, great he turns into a nautilus shell yeah uh, sort of shape and he's like i don't know if you really want to fly in a mind flayer ship they uh lots of tentacles not really you know kind to your sort of people you know with delicious brains but um, for you yeah my friends since you are so terribly lost and so terribly amusing um, sort of stretches and wobbles, and his entire shape turns into like a like a bag, like a knapsack. Oh no! And it turns oh, upside yeah. down and opens at the drawstring. And <laughs> you guys can ride my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> and out of out of the space inside, um, drops a little. It's a little bigger than a dinghy. Um, okay. It's let's let's say an astral skiff. Okay. <laughs> and it just sort of drifts out of Toadie's body? Question mark. Um, <laughs> it's, it's and comes to rest on the the same plane that you are. Oh, oh! Laura kind of rubs his eyes a second, and it's just okay. It's on naming right. it. Now, we need, like, a bottle to put this in when we get to the prime material so we can just keep it with us, though. Oh, I don't know if you'll be able to take it across with you. It's very... There's a lot of, there's a lot of terminology here that you probably won't understand. Ether factors into it a lot. Vapors. There's a lot of vapors involved. Um, no, a vape vapor. We've, we've vaped before. That's a very different sort of vapor, my friend. And he, he turns into an e-cigarette for a moment. Say, <laughs> uh, so, do you do you have knowledge of all things since you have been around of all time? Uh, you are, could say are that you, I'm Are very... you a god? <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't be ridiculous. Divinity, who wants it? A god? Who's asking? You a cop? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that would be very silly. Gods can die, my friend, and who would want to die when there's all of existence to experience? Forever. Forever, yes. In as much as time means anything here. You could say that I'm knowledgeable, yes, and he produces a book from thin air and rifles through a few pages before snapping it shut. But... Um, uh, when you are as knowledgeable and wise and infinite as I am, things sort of slip. You forget. I'll remember eventually, of course, but that's not the have point. You, have you met us before? Probably. I meet a lot of people out here. Well, you seem to remember the hatchling. Oh, yes. That was quite the to-do. Oh, ask him to turn into a... A version of what the hatchling looked like. No. I think we'll die. Yes. No. That'll be okay. No. It's fine. Hey, what what did the hatchling look like? Can you uh, tell you us? You don't need to show us. Like, just, <laughs> like not not a scale model. Just <laughs> No. Like we, we we a scale of it nearly made us go mad. No, like like not to scale, just like I, a miniature I, I know. version. I, I'm saying that even a piece of its form Almost drove us to madness. We yeah, like a like a perfect rendition of the hatchling, but the size of a corgi. And we don't need to know. I mean, I'm already crazy, so we're all crazy here. But you yep. especially, yes. Yep. Uh, Mr. Toady, um, t- thank you so much for the boat. Um, I I feel I need to repay you in some way, and so um, I rifle around in my bag for a moment. And then I hold both hands behind my back and I say, pick left or right. <laughs> Middle. And you find indeed that you have a third hand. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> I offer him whatever's in the third hand, which grows uh, <laughs> out of your bag. The, the, the first two were stuff from my bag that I was going to give, so who knows? I'm just as excited to find out as you are. <laughs> you, you open your third hand to reveal a vial of the cloud stuff that makes up your crescent wound. Um, sure. <laughs> which he gleefully plucks. The hand shrivels and vanishes. Aww. Oh. Um, you should ask him about that. And he pops the vial into his mouth and swallows. Is this... Do I need to get this looked at by a medical professional? Or is it is it fine? Oh, I don't think a medical professional will be able to help you. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first time Tari Chex has been told this. In his life. Yeah, I totally we needed therapy. Uh, all right. typically what he's told when he goes to any sort of doctor (laughs) what could we do to get him repaired as it were all aboard the dinghy (laughs) the the frog uh, stands up on its hind legs and is now wearing like a doctor's coat and a stethoscope and the weird reflector (laughs) thing on his forehead yeah and it peers at uh, Terajux's crescents and says, mm-hmm. "I don't know. That's uh, that's a tricky one. You mortals are so squishy, and yeah, there's meat and juices. It's difficult. You have to hatchling say. blood in us. Yes, I know. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Leyland. God, you <laughs> to impress people. Okay." <laughs> It sticks a finger into the crescent. Um, yeah. Whoa, Doc, your fingers are cold. <laughs> Should I cough? <laughs> um, swirls it around now, a bit. Now turn your head and disintegrate into colors. <laughs> uh, removes, removes the finger, question mark. Um, it says, well, this is just a... Your body's natural way of trying to repair damage after it, part of it was, you know, displaced through time and space. And when I say yeah. natural, I mean it's powered wholly by the fact that you are tainted with hatchling blood. Because you said I, that like it's a bad thing. Because I'm a special boy. Because <laughs> you're a special will... boy. And he hands you a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Pocketing that. So eventually this will just heal itself? Well, either that or he'll transform entirely into a being of cloud and shadow, but who knows? We'll see. I don't think he cares either way. Win-win, uh, honestly. Give it a coin yeah. flip. Um, so Dylan's like, whispers to himself, I should be the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, which of these portals would lead back to the path that we were on or our version of the prime material such as which we can return to our home? Uh, the f- toady comes to rest on Terajux's head and says, well, that's, that's the curious thing about the Astral Sea is it rarely takes you where you want to go, but usually where you need to. Perfect. That's how the wind works. Yes, I'm sure it does. So we can't actually steer this vehicle. The, the skiff is steered by intent. Go where the wind takes down. us. Got it. Don't have to say any more. That's that's what I've been doing for my whole life. And how's that worked out for you? Pretty great. I got um it's like you know, I'm I'm in my you know, I'm in my mid twenties, but I still got a, a close group of friends. Um you died. I, got a, <laughs> I got a good relationship with my mother. Um I you know, I Economically, financially, I'm doing quite well for myself. Um, I live in a tree. Uh, it's a it's a pretty nice. You know, I have I have some roommates. I'm not. It's not the. I don't have the place all to myself. But um, <laughs> our neighbors are very nice. I, I think I'm doing all right. I've, I've recently taken up um, miniature botany. 
Uh, not not seeing anyone serious yet, but you know, there's there's some leads. <laughs> You're not seeing anyone serious as Falrock is standing right there. <laughs> I'm very serious. You're creating a brand new medium serious, of entertainment. Yeah, I um I invented the gift this year, so uh, <laughs> I, I think I got a lot going for me right now. Isn't that Fate just has been splendid. kind? Um, how, and it how... hops off of your head and into space, where it hangs, uh, just kind of floating <laughs> in the center of the party. Does how does the skiff determine intent if there's if we all don't have the same in- intentions or desires? Toadie meets your eye and winks. Oh, good. <laughs> All aboard! No, 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 no wait, wait, wait. Mr. Terrajux, um, we gotta. I'm gonna take Terrajux to the side and go. Hey, we need to. We need to play a trick on Leyland and tell him the reason why it's called a dinghy is because somebody has to say "ding" every thirty seconds or it won't move. Uh, Desmond, that's stupid. He's never going to go for it if it's that frequent. We got to make it like once an hour or something. Okay. And and while once they're an whispering, Chad is like, uh, Mr. Toady, do you... <laughs> Mr. Toady, uh, do you know anything about what is called the true church in our realm, in our our plane? Well, that's an interesting question, isn't it? And I will give you an equally interesting answer. Um... And he, like, his entire body is gently spinning across an... Like, the axis of movement is not relative to anything that you guys are. Like, he's not just spinning um, so he's upside down and then right side up again. He's not sort of tumbling in one direction or the other. It's like a weird angle that he's just kind of drifting uh, and he said, did you know that this particular region of the Astral Sea used to be known as the Graveyard of the Gods? Uh-oh. No. I didn't think so, because you've never been here before. Yeah. Yes. For millennia upon millennia, when a god died, this is where its corpse would end up. And they would just drift here for eons and eons unfettered by time and space, free to expand and diminish as they desired, and my, wasn't it a sight to see? <laughs> just see, like, St. Cuthbert's hand just float by. <laughs> and, and then? Yeah, and that's connected to the true church? Oh, I didn't say the answer would be relevant to your question, but it might be, if you think hard enough. Okay. Well, it was certainly interesting. I can't fault you for that. Uh, Mr. Toady, I'm sure you have a, an enduring eternity to get back to, so um, thank you for the very straightforward and less straightforward answers. Um, thank you for the boat. We'll take very good care of it. Uh, we'll give it a cool name. And, you know, someday the wind will blow us back to your doorstep, and uh, I'll hopefully have something even better to offer you if you ever show up in our version of the prime material you're welcome to come by for pancakes i do love pancakes but you know what's even better than pancakes my friends you better say waffles waffles waffles. yeah yeah Mm. (laughs) unfortunately for you the waffle maker won't be invented for another several thousand years that's one tragic um truly tragic well Farrock gets aboard the dinghy and, and goes up to the the steering wheel and all right, Leyland kind of waits for everybody else to get on board. All right, Leyland, you're on uh, you're on engine duty, so uh, just say ding to get us started. What? Yeah, you have to say ding. It's that's, a dinghy. That's, that's dinghy. the command word. That's how ships work on the magic astral sea. Come on, Leyland, we got we have places to be. Like, <laughs> he, he, like Froggy, is this true? <laughs> the frog. Meets Leyland's eye and winks. <laughs> it's like, damn it. Ding. And away we go. And away you go. And I think that is probably where we will stop this, our 100th episode. Oh, shit. Uh, before we go, I roll the D6. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in the bottom of the boat. Fuck it. Dadgummit. Now, do you... <laughs> yes. It's episode nope. 100. We have to do it. <laughs>
I rolled a two, uh, which is the windy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Yep. Wind to the sails, <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> so, uh, to paint paint a picture for you, our loyal our loyal listeners, the party is in a ship of shimmering brass. Uh, a very small ship. It has a very small sail that appears to be made of translucent golden cloth. Billowing majestically in a wind that is not the wind coming from the magic D6. <laughs> uh, Desmond stands on the prow looking noble like a drunk George Washington. <laughs> Just George Washington but <laughs> without the wooden teeth. <laughs> Falrock stands at the, the, uh, the wheel of the ship determined eyes forward ched rests in the crow's nest because where else would he be <laughs> um terajux savoring the feel of the wind of his die Leyland, wind windswept standing at the uh the back of the ship dutifully going ding every once in a while to keep it going <laughs> and looking around if anything actually happens <laughs> and they sail off into a sea of stars so, thank you for joining us for 100 episodes of The Alchemist Club, which is just ridiculous. This is a ridiculous thing. Wonderful. Um, I'm deeply grateful to everybody who is listening. Um, it's really a, quite a, an honor and a pleasure to be able to share this experience with you in as much as we do. Um, and I appreciate you audience you're cool uh, so i've been joe your long-suffering host and dungeon master of the alchemist club if you wish to get in touch with us you can as always do so at the alchemist club 88 at gmail.com or the alchemists club 88 at gmail.com you can find us on podbean spotify stitcher google play and apple podcasts our twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club um, and I am so very pleased to be able to play Dungeons and Dragons for you. Our intrepid adventurers here on the Astral Sea are... Daniel, playing Shed Fleek. Ding. I'm Kyle, and I play Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock. And I play Leolin the Dink. I'm Awful, and I play Tarajux. The Alchemist Club. You've come this far. Why stop now? <laughs> Thank you, as always, for joining us. Ding. Ding. I wanted to do dong. <laughs> you know, just, you know. <laughs>